Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Dan Van Kirk. Yes. From Dumb People Town, and we've got Adam from Adam Ruins Everything. Adam Conover on the show this Hello. week. Hello. Good time in Dumb People Town, right? I mean, you like to make people smarter. When they finish watching your show That's what and try to do. listen to your podcast, they try and be smarter. We are going to not be focusing on those people in this, <laughs> in this episode. No, but we are going to focus on possibly the greatest eyewitness to any one of our stories. Mulver. 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 The first story Mulver. has one of the greatest Dumb People Town characters everywhere ever and he didn't actually do anything wrong <laughs> check it out hey georgia hey ally Welcome to Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia and anyone who's listening to Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, here's the deal with Slumber Party. It's kind of like a slumber party. We've built a blanket fort. I'm barefoot right now. There are snacks, there's beer, and we have on a guest every week and we get them to tell us really confessional things and there's ghost stories. Um, so stay tuned for some... We're going to see what we get out of DC yeah, Pearson today. Lots of weird shit's going to happen in Slumber Party. But first, um, Georgia, did you learn anything this week? I did. What'd you learn? Okay, well... One of my very best friends for like the last 10 years, Kate Perovich, has mm-hmm. moved back from Los Angeles to Portland, okay. which makes me want to fucking kill myself. Because mm-hmm. she's one of those girls you go out to drinks with and you're like, oh, my my, my life isn't that bad. I'm happier about my life now. Because her life is so shitty. <laughs> isn't she like no. an orphan and she has like all kinds of sores on her body? Well, yes, but also she's just a really like caring, thoughtful person and she and she gives the best haircuts you've ever seen in she your does. life. She does. No, Kate's a delight. Kate is she's a goddamn delight. If you're in delight. Portland and you need a haircut, let us know because this, this girl's amazing. Um, so I learned that Portland Portland has the largest amount of uh, breweries per capita really? in the States. So I, I went and got at the Oaks Gourmet Market on Franklin. I went and got us all Portland uh, beer. Thank you. I don't drink beer. I know you don't, but try this. Lovely. I hate fucking beer so uh, much. Producer Dustin's going to open this it's as a gentleman would. It's real nice of you. This Have is, fun with that. Uh, this is Dead Guy Ale by Ooh. Rogue. It's an Oregon brewed ale. And so, I got this for all of us. So Portland has a shit ton of breweries. You know what else they have yeah. a shit ton of? What? Strippers. Do they really? So many goddamn strippers what? in Portland. Like, what? it's crazy. It's Why? like a, How do you know that? the gold rush. Because I have some friends in Portland who go to strip clubs. Why but do they it's, go to strip clubs? It's kind of like the only job you can get in Portland. Like that or a barista. Is it one of those places where it's like, oh, you're tattooed and weird and you'll like kick some guy in the face. But it's cool. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's a stripper instead of like some sad fucking girl who lives in Alhambra and is like, oh, I yeah. don't have anything to do and I have two children. Like, no, that it's like it's like a metropolis of Courtney Loves, I think. Oh, like badass strippers. Yeah, there's some. And then, but you know what? I bet a lot of them garden. Oh I my god, they have their own tomatoes and they also show their tomatoes. Hey, hey. Ew, is it Ew, tomato? I don't thing? have never ever. I don't even want to think made about that. that. Up. I don't know. That makes that me up. think of really taut, bright red <laughs> breasts that are very painful. Allie, I'm, I'm pouring you a small glass. I don't know if slumber party listeners know this, but Allie does not enjoy beer. I'm actually a little bit mad at Georgia because I was like, she's like, hey, I bought beer for us. And I was like, how, you've known, we've been best friends for six years. I went, I've never had a beer. This is a beer, this is a beer, um, like a prop beer though this isn't like let's all drink beer this is like my story is about oregon we're all having a like half a glass of beer that's to, to toast kate that's fishy my i have a story about uh drug use and i and i brought myself a tiny vial of methamphetamines <laughs> well, as long as you brought enough for everyone to have some it's fine okay so this is i have a really really stupid what i learned this and week cheers. cheers cheers um it's incredibly dumb but do, do you know that Air Force One has not only an operating room on it, should someone no. go into cardiac arrest, are but also serious? the doors are designed to be able to clear a coffin in case the the uh, the president's body has to be shoveled in and out of there. Shoveled? Shoveled. Shoved. Uh, but yeah, so the Air Force One is essentially like really, really morbid. morbid and like every moment you're in it, there are reminders that like... You're gonna die if you're oh the president. Oh my god! Like this is a chance. People want your shit dead so bad. Do you think that um, presidents like consider the fact that like they like like what at what point do you consider the fact that you may die in your line of duty, like in your line of 
like before your career. Like I feel before like before you even like design a campaign poster, you're like, hey, everyone, I'm no, but die. I mean like like firefighters. Are they like, well, I might die from this. There's like a small percentage, but I could be one of those people. No, I'm sure every single one of them. Because like you go like when you you'd go into the army and you're like, my odds are pretty good. No, you're like, bye everyone. Yeah, it was nice having yeah. you. In what my makes life. you more special than anyone else? I think whenever you go into a high risk job, you're like very very big chance. If I worked at a bank, I'd I'd be every single day I'd hug all of my loved ones. Okay, but like, what about guys, I've what got about the new and they're like, there's a very good chance I'll have to go back to Oklahoma and be like, oh, it didn't work out for me. That's more depressing than getting <laughs> killed in the line of duty. I know, because at least you're like you're a hero and your kids like you. Yeah, like there's any parade for you in Ohio being like, you didn't make pilots. Hey, season, way huh? to go with ticker tapes. Like yep. it's awesome. Good job. Didn't get that boob job. That's all right. Come back. <laughs> that was your biggest fail. Come back home. So hey. um in our studio right now, we have an we have an actor yeah. who's a successful who's one. Who's never going to go back to Oklahoma. Never had a boob a job. A ticker tape parade. Never had a boob job. Um, he is an author. He's an improviser. He's writer. Actor, he's, comedian. Um, he's I. He's got kind a of glorious a, beard. Let's just get that out of the way. He has an insane beard, a tangle of man hair on he his He looks face. like a young Jay Maskus. Let's just get that out of the way. Hmm. Do go on. <laughs> oh. You know just what to say to a gal. <laughs> We have DC Pearson. DC Pearson. Hey guys, in our blanket fort. This is a pretty big coup because I have a, I've had a brain crush on DC yeah. since before I even met him. He is part of the trio mystery team, yep. which um, are like became YouTube sensations, and then everyone's scattered and got incredibly famous. Yeah. And, and something like, that's first of all is very flattering. Second of all, something from the corrections department. The name of our comedy group is Derek. The name of the oh, movie yeah. that we made right. is the mystery team. Although if we had it to do over again, we definitely would not have named it Derek. What's the mystery from? team is way cooler. What's Derek? What is Derek from? Well, because it's a, it's a, it was initially a three person group as myself, uh, Donald Glover and Dominic Durkis. Uh, and then it became a five person group when we added a director and a, a producer, uh, Dan Ekman, right? So that works with the D names mm-hmm. and, and then Maggie McFadden, his now, uh, wife, um, which uh-huh. doesn't work for the D names. Ugh, um, I know. How dare she? <laughs> um, and so when it was just a three person group, we were like, what should we call our like comedy group? Well, we all have D names. Let's just think of another D name. And we were like, let's think of a really stupid stupid D name and they were like oh let's call it Derek which we misspelled too because it's spelled D-E-R-R-I-C-K like an oil Derek not D-E-R-E-K a la Derek Jeter which I don't know why or when we decided that Um, that is a weird story yeah exactly and then I almost told that in a pitch meeting once with our group where the guy was like how'd you guys become uh, Derek and I was like well we uh, we tried to I was telling the story and then I I really ripped into the like and we just wanted to think of a really stupid D name And then in my head, I was, because I'm awful with names, (gasps) I went in my head and I was like, wait, hold on. I think this guy's name might be Derek. <laughs> and I couldn't remember. And then we got it to the parking lot and I was like, was his name Derek, guys? And they were like, no, it's Daniel. It's fine. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank God. God. But anyway, we didn't sell whatever we were trying to sell. So yeah, I know. But it's fine. It wasn't because of he was offended at Derek. It was just he had he just did terrible like, taste. Legitimately. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was your first um, Derek video that you ever put up? Because your videos have like millions of hits. Like it's crazy. You um, guys got mad, mad. We have well mad known. hitage. Um, it was weird. We put up like a bunch of really weird ones first before when we were just making them just to make them like before YouTube was a thing um, and so we had them around because we were making them and we were like basically saving up money to put them on our own website this is like 2005 <laughs> and then this thing called YouTube like came out and I heard of it so I went in my school's computer lab uh, in the middle of the night I was like oh, let me just post this to see what this YouTube thing's all about and so the group came to be known because it's, it's, it's called like Derek Comedy is like the full name of it which is really silly it's kind of like being like the Charlie Daniels band yeah. like to have the name of the thing that you do in <laughs> the name of your thing um um, so I put I, I put our u- a username as Derek Comedy because I, it was it was so like the Wild West of YouTube that mm-hmm. I didn't know if people would realize that it was attempting to be comedic if it wasn't labeled, labeled like this is comedy yeah. and even even then like one of the first sketches we put up like takes place in it oh, my my peas are popping I'm sorry guys uh, <laughs> it takes it takes place in a convenience store and there was a bunch of comments that were like fake this isn't surveillance footage and it wasn't even trying to look oh like God. surveillance footage it was totally covered like you know a TV show um, it wasn't trying to be surveillance that's way footage, back but it, when when it was like trolls being like that's not real I don't try to believe that yeah not even trolls but just like people that authentically thought if something is on the internet 
internet, it is either real surveillance footage yeah. or, or video of a cat, or <laughs> it's something that somebody is purporting to be surveillance footage. There's right. a fake, and it's like, yeah, no, fake. Definitely. Like, we should have been called Derek this Fake, is not I think. Right that would have been pretty true. cool. Yeah, that's what, that's what art should be called. Art should just be called fake. <laughs> yeah. We should have to append every piece of art with the word fake. But can it be that, that tone of voice of bullshit, man? Well, because that's, I yeah, that's that the, the way that you should read every internet comment is <laughs> in that voice. Font, what font is that? Yeah. Just indignant font? Fake. Indignant um, bold? That is, that's an indignant <laughs> pro. Yeah, actually, Not it. even bold. I yeah. get it. I, I tell is a slightly yes. higher pitch. Um, but so like the when first, did oh, sorry. I can't remember. I, I, I don't remember exactly what the first ones we put up, but we put up a few that were just like weird ones that we like had around that are sort of like. When did it start getting like, cr- like when did the virus start to spread? Ooh, it sounds so dramatic when you say it like it's that. Like it sounds like monkeys. contagion. Yeah, yeah totally. So sorry. you uh, owned YouTube. Yes. Essentially. <laughs> yes, outright. And then we sold it. You sold it. Yeah, yeah. behind Stupid. a bus station. That's dumb. So yeah. when did you guys decide to move out to California? Because you were based in New York for a long time. Yes, I also like that I've avo- somehow avoided answering all of your questions so far. <laughs> the, really quickly, the first video of ours that was popular was called Bro Rape. And it was one that we put up on yeah. College Humor. Or College Humor like linked to it. And uh, then that's how it sort of spread because bros were like, yeah, sweet. That's making fun of us. Um, <laughs> that was any, created in direct opposition to everything we stand for. Do you have any uh, any words about the fact that like a lot of male-driven improv is about gay gay sex and just get right male in it, Georgia. Rape. Wow. Like it's kind of a thing though. Georgia's looking for like the big like retumble I'm thing not. where people are I'm like, just yeah. straight up curious. Um I also want to tumbler the shit what? out of them. No, I'm really wondering. Um or just like male on male tumbling or you know whatever. <laughs> you know, this male Um I let's see. I mean, I hmm this is just a Such funny a fun field. thing to like fuck No, no, no. With. I mean, well cuz I guess uh, yeah, they're I guess it's like a go-to for people sometimes. I mean, it's just like anything else. It could be like a really easy crutch or it could be like something that is in the right context is funny. Like there's the classic, like the classic, I think it's George Carlin where he's like, imagine uh, Elmer Fudd raping Porky Pig. That's yeah, funny. That's you know what no, I mean? In reality, I, I think it's gay about sex the, isn't like that. No. So it's funny because it's like that. Well, you're saying when dudes are just like doing a, hey, we're being gay and we're having gay sex. Yeah. It's like, it's funny or they're like fucking each other in the butt because yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Well, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say there's a lot of comedy in breaking taboos. So maybe that's like the biggest taboo to break. Okay. Because who cares if you rape a lady? And I, <laughs> I think, I think though, it's interesting. I think that that I can't really speak to it in terms of improv because other than my own improv show, I don't like go to see a lot of improv. So I haven't watched a ton of live improv for like three years now. Um, but, um, I feel as though in stand up, I think that the sort of like shock for shock's sake thing is really, is really peaking. Um, I kind of feel like there was like a school of comedians that came up and were like, real, like I would cite somebody like Sarah Silverman, super duper fucking smart, brilliant use of like dissecting taboos and stuff while, and that sounds like something that you would do in your like master's degree thesis, not something you would do on, <laughs> on a comedy stage, but doing it in such a hilarious, amazing way and really walking that fine line and really handling that like uranium really well, mm-hmm. um, to amazing, hilarious effect. And then there's people in their wake that go, Oh, I can, that's what you have to do, right? You just go up and say AIDS, fuck, dick, and <laughs> word. We're, you know? we're laughing. We're laughing. Right, exactly. We're AIDS, actually, AIDS, fuck, dick would be pretty good. good. Um, but no, but like we, I mean, like we, Derek had a sketch, uh, the premise of which was that there was a spelling bee and it was like the last round of the spelling bee and there was three sort of like really excited child contestants and that they go up there and the last word of the evening is nigger faggot. <laughs> um, and That's it was silly. something that, it was almost a challenge, like, it was an idea that we had had when we were in a different comedy group and we really liked it and the director of that comedy group was like you can never make that funny you can't be funny no, it's it won't hilarious be funny on it'll be it'll be it'll be too offensive we were like no but that's the whole point is that it is like this really delicate thing that you're placing into this really different context now the thing of it is is like and this is just going to come off as like horrific like comedian elitism or just elitism in general but whatever like not everyone is meant to handle that uranium like not yeah. everyone not even some comedians are meant to do it because they don't do it with like thought and whatever and that's not to say when you go to see shitty jobs like we won't do something insanely silly just for silliness's sake because we because we totally will i mean like we have more hail hitler salutes per show than any other well, we've than, done, than any I, other improv show Allie in, and i have done uh hitler jokes in right. our in our cocktail videos uh-huh. and like part of the reason we can get away with that is because i'm jewish and i think it's Hilarious, right. and I'm a, a super joke. 
for super anti-Semitic. Yeah, and exactly. Allie hates and the, it's Jews. the balance. It's the yin, the, the yin and the yang. Can oh. I can I backtrack though? Yeah, please. Um, that we should mention. You're talking about Shitty Jobs, which yes. is an improv show that is on Sunday nights Sunday at UCB, nights at UCB yes. in in uh, Los Angeles. If you haven't seen it, it's so stupid good. So good. Oh, Who, who's you. in the lineup now? Uh, the group consists of myself, uh, Dominic, also from our comedy group, Derek, Donald, also from Derek, um, Charlie Sanders, uh, Ben Schwartz, Eric Appel, Sean Clements, and we recently added um, Ben Rogers, who's just moved here. He's like an amazing New York improviser. My he's like fiance just took dudes. a class from him. And oh, he's awesome. Like yeah, he's the best. He's yeah. super cool. And he's like all like handsome and stuff, and he's super duper talented. This is and, like, a group and of nice. people who are fucking like It's really bizarre. Young yeah. Funny, hilarious people. Yeah, it's a good I, show. If yeah, you haven't got great. shitty jobs well, thanks, guys. in UCB, it's it's very very good. When I went to see that, Ooh-wee. when I was in uh, when I was in level one at UCB, uh, I went to see shitty jobs, and my teacher was like, "Oh no, you shouldn't see that because you guys do your own fucking thing." Like it was so meta, and it's so like we're gonna do this fucking thing now, and it's such a great you guys break style. a lot of rules yeah. because you know how to. It, break and it was funny. Them, there's so. a there's a there's a, a gentleman whom I whom I do like uh, who has a improv podcast and he sort of has had one by one had each member of shitty jobs on the show <laughs> i love it and he likes the show he comes to the show but he uses it as his weird like forum to like frost nixon us and like put us on trial for like well you realize you're not obeying <laughs> these improv rules this isn't you know what i mean yeah this is like it really is like that first long scene in inglorious bastards he like pulls out a pipe he like lights it he's like you understand you are not uh <laughs> practicing yes and the way it's taught as it used to be theater and we're like uh sorry bro but it's <laughs> too so many hitlers because you guys know each the, the, the only reason you can do that so well is because you guys know each other so well like you couldn't just get a new like you know no, level I think two team to do that you it has to be people who know each other so well that they know the next and the person i think that has, i think that has something to do with it i mean i i I can't in good conscience sit here and go like, we're the best yeah. or we're amazing but i know that we do shows that we think are really fun yeah. and funny almost you know, most of the time, yeah. I would say. So what was it like moving out here from New York to get back to my question? Please, yes, I'm sorry. Actually, we never asked you. Did you learn anything this week? Um, yes, I learned. Oh, what did I learn? I learned that my, you were talking about your friend that had moved. I learned through a mutual friend that my best friend from back home had moved to Colorado. Finally, he has lived in Arizona his whole life, and uh, as I had, and he like finally moved. And I think it's good. I think it's going to be a nice life change for him. Is that also, where you're Also, they from? have medicinal weed there, nice. and I don't think they do. Or maybe they do in Arizona now, but it hasn't been. It's not quite the dispensary culture that I think it is in. Uh, you can buy a lot of uh, methamphetamines in uh, in Arizona, and a lot yeah. of sports drinks. A lot of medicinal methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I feel like um, you were from Scottsdale, though, aren't you? Mm, Awatuki. What the fuck is an Awatuki? Uh, it is, is a, a suburb of Phoenix, Shit. and it wow. is has a Native American name, and it's just a lot of like it's, it's a sub, it's a suburb. It's just a lot of the same looking. You know houses. what makes you seem like so much more intelligent and uh this is gonna be bad already the oh, fact that you got the fuck out of a town like that and like has have made something out of yourself i actually just went back there a couple weeks ago because get this i was being inducted into my high school's Shut hall of yes fame. well here's yeah, the interesting neat. here's what i think is really interesting because you wrote a book called the boy who never sleeps and didn't, didn't have, have to close couldn't sleep and never couldn't had to but that was that was about to. as close as anyone's ever I've, gotten without looking at it tell us a story about that because you got inspired okay. kind of on a, a little bit of a dare wasn't it? Yeah, totally. I um, I saw, this is back when I was living in New York, and I was just out of college, and I was working at a really shitty um, temp job. Um, I was working in the accounting department of BarnesandNoble.com, um, and I had only been there for a couple days, and I was working in the mailroom at Nautica before that, which was pretty <laughs> exciting. Nautica, still a thing, apparently. I didn't know. Um, but um, I thought it went away with, like, 1994 uh, in Mervyn's. But, um, so, oh, Georgia loved the Mervyn's reference. Wow. Oh, that God, got I stole so much stuff Oregon. from there. <laughs> oh, no. Wow, yeah. the Mervyn's police are it's, encircling the podcast division of the Mervyn's police. If you're going to shoplift, doing it for Mervyn's is a little buster. I, I mean, feel like it's okay. Like as I a 13 year old stealing like br- like padded bras yeah, if, from Mervyn's. If you're going to steal big, like steal big. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, Don't I'm not going to steal big though. So you were, but you were working a terrible, terrible Ter- job. Working a terrible job. I happened to see my friend Eliza Skinner, who I now co-host a stand-up show with. Yeah. Um, I happened to see her on the subway and she was like, hey, I like the short stories that you write on your website because I write short stories and put them on my website. I was like, thank you. She was like, you should write a novel. And I was like, oh, I, I definitely want to do that someday because I wanted to do it someday. Um, and she looked at me in a way that she, she sometimes can look and she was like, you know, a lot of people say that, 
but not a lot of people really ever do it. And then she like got off the train, or at least like <laughs> in days. my in my memory, she immediately, without another word, got up and got off the train. I don't think she actually did. I think we rode then into Manhattan, <laughs> where I then went to my shitty temp job at BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, although Barnes and Noble, the bookstore, is a fantastic chain bookstore. We should all praise them because they're the only one left. And I have yeah. to say that because I'm an author who wants yes. to be on their <laughs> shelves. Uh, if there was still a two horse race, I could maybe jockey between them and Borders a little bit. But Barnes and Noble is the only one left. Yep. So I got to say that Barnes and Noble is amazing. Amazing. Um, BarnesandNoble.com. Yes. Get, uh, the boy couldn't sleep yeah. and never had to. For your crappy temp job needs, barnesandnoble.com. Uh, and I was like, I'm like on the wrong side of books. I want to be like on the other side of it. And so I was like, okay, I wrote an email to Eliza that day. And I was like, I, if, I, I want to write a book, but I need you to be my... Because I only respond to like guilt and shame as motivators. I don't respond very well to like inspiration. So you're a Jew. Um, you're a Jew. I yeah, saying, I know. No, I was raised Catholic, yeah. for sure. Oh, um, not oh. hugely Catholic, but like the enough. lightest touch of Catholic enough to like get that really good like wow. guilt in there. I can smell it. Yeah? <laughs> I know It's it. hot in here. So I quit the temp job that day. Nice. And I was just like, sweet. Oh my God, this is awesome. I had no money, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to figure it out. Wow. And, but I was bartending as well at that time. So I had like the tiniest bit of like cash. Um, and when I was doing that bartending job, like a commercial agent came in and he's like, Hey, you got, you got to look to you, kid. He didn't really talk like that, but it'd be more fun if he did, yeah. right? Hey, you got to look to you, kid. Um, he was Uncle Moneybags from Monopoly. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, and Mr. Peanut. And Mr. And Peanut one. all in one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was Mr. Peanopoly. <laughs> Ooh. Mm, actually delicious. That sounds like a uh, procedure that I've never. <laughs> A Pinopoly? That's when they give you all the penises. All the penises. Um, And so, um, uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. So he's like, he's like, hey, you should, you should, uh, go in for this commercial tomorrow that I'm like sending people out on and it was for Rock Band the the video game Rock Band which hadn't come out yet and he was like you got a good look for it go in for it so I got to like the final round of callbacks there were four people that were going to be in the commercial and I was the fifth I didn't get the part but he was like I want to represent <gasps> you so I, I kept going out on commercials I was writing during the day going on commercials my tiny tiny amount of money that I had in the world was rapidly dwindling and then I booked like one little like phone commercial which was like a short film and it was actually kind of funny I wonder where I went but it was like just for the internet so I paid a little bitty tiny money it's a tiny amount of money but just enough to like not work for because also that's the great time in your life where you literally need no more money than like rent plus maybe eating ramen exactly like rent plus you know $200 maybe that's so great Um, and so I was like okay so that's rent and then I'll make 200 bucks bartending and then I can live for a month so I just lived and I wrote and it was great and I probably finished the book um, by the end of that no, by like, by like early the next year. So like early 2008. And then we went away and we shot our movie Mystery Team in Manchester, New Hampshire. Which is we so came, good. Thank I you. fucking love that movie. Um, thank you very much. And we came back and I did a second draft of it. And then that fall sent it to my agent. Um, and she liked it. So she sent it to a friend of hers. It was a literary agent. He liked it. He was like, I want to represent it. He sent it to nine places and eight of them didn't want to do I, I just did six yeah, for nine, nine. Yeah. by the way, nine places. <laughs> can I um, say, can please. I interject and say that I read this book? It came out in early 2010. Correct. January, 2010. Perhaps? Yes. But I remember I purchased the book right away and, and read it very swiftly. And I, what I love about, um, the boy who couldn't sleep and didn't have to. Never had to. Never I've put had too many to, you know. like uh, prepositions yeah. in there for anyone um, to ever get it right. Your fault. My you're next book stupid. is called Duh. <laughs> so everyone's gonna remember. It's called Duh. Yeah, it's called Duh. Oh, I thought it was. It's da. no, it's, it's like it's like N H E N D. It's not called. It's that. just bracket grunt bracket. Bracket grunt bracket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only grunt. everything's spelled out. It's just yeah. bracket grunt. all the words. Okay. Grunt bracket would be a good name for a fucking like pub rock oh, yeah. band, right? Why am what? Why is what? What tax bracket are you? Grunt. What grunt? Bracket. Yeah. Um. But the characters are so so well drawn and so human. Do you feel like you making characters for acting helped you write characters? Did that? How do you feel like? Because uh, you, wow. you're so good. I at hadn't th- thought about that. First of all, that's very flattering of you. Thank you. And um, second of all, no, I guess I'd never thought about that. But yeah, I think like I think improvising. In learning improvisation has really helped because writing is just on a basic level is just crystallized improv, especially when you're first hmm. just writing something. You're just yeah. improvising on the page, and then it's written down as you go. Um, and then obviously you go back and you edit and you fix it and you do all kinds of things. And like if you're like me, like I plan shit out really heavily before I do it. Um, but then just like in, in the course of doing anything good, there are discoveries and things that you do and things that you make. So I, I feel like. 
Yeah, I feel like maybe to a certain degree, like I always really like dialogue anyway. Like when I'm writing a piece of prose or like a short story or a novel or something, I'm like racing to get to dialogue typically because I like dialogue the most. I like it when you can get to the point where you're just going like, you know, what this person said, what this person said, what this person said, without even having to say, like, she said, yeah. he said, she said, she exclamated or whatever. Like, uh, you know, the characters enough to know that that's their line. Right. right there, which, yeah. which never, which I always like and never really, I don't think bit me in the ass until I had to do an audiobook version <gasps> of the book recently. Did you read it? So I, yeah, I did read I'm it. It was a, really I am neat. I'm obsessed with audiobooks. Um, oh, like, I hope you like it. It hasn't come out I yet. Um, but yeah, it's going to be on Audible. I don't know when it's coming oh, out. Oh, it's awesome. But it was really neat. I liked it a lot and it was really, really cool. But I definitely got to those scenes and I was like oh I gotta like differentiate their voices beyond just like so I don't know how did it's gonna you read sound it? I did read it yeah Whoa. how was it what was that experience That's like hard. it was cool it was really cool because you're just like it's sort of just like you're like reading to someone mm-hmm. which the guy that was recording it that he was this cool engineer he was like so I just want you to imagine I'll, uh, he said like two things which I, the other thing I've just like repeated a billion times just because I really liked it even though it's not really related to anything in particular but the first thing he said about the recording process he was like when you're reading it imagine that you're just in a bar with like three or four of your friends and you're saying something that they're like interested in they're not like hanging on your word but they're like interested they're paying attention so you just got to kind of like sell it to them like a little bit but like not too much and i was like oh that's cool that's a good way of of putting it was he Um, a young guy he seems hip this uh this this engineer yeah he was oh i mean he was young he was on the younger side he was in his like probably i would say like late 30s early 40s um but old What's ancient? Mm-hmm. He was created. He he blew away to dust. Well, I went out after the last session, and there was just a pile of dust on his chair, and his How? dog was licking it. He had a dog. In That's the what they do. That is. What they do. I'm listening to right now. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to ask how old you are at this point. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Twenty seven. You've made a movie. You have written a fucking novel. Not a novel. You've written a fucking novel. Which I think once you've written a novel, you can say you write a novel. A but if you haven't, novel. you have. If you haven't yet written a novel, you have to say a fucking novel because it's like so. It seems so insurmountable. Um, yeah, and you're you're. What are you working on like day to day now? Like, what's what's DC Pearson's day to day life like? Um, uh, I um am. I have another book coming out in March. <gasps> I have a young adult novel coming out um, called Crap Kingdom. Um, and I'll work in a little plug here, which is that if you pre-order it, and this this offer is still good, and if you're listening to this like seven months from now, it probably isn't good anymore. But for right now, it's good. Check my website, make sure it's still good. If you're listening to this like eight hours or eight years after it comes out, but um, if you pre-order the book, like if you go to like Amazon or like Powell's Books, if you want to go the independent route or whatever, and you pre-order it from their website, and you send me the receipt that you receive for pre-ordering the book to crapkingdom at gmail dot com, I will get this, write your name into a. Uh, Free, or not a freestyle rap, but a rap that I will do on my YouTube page. What? I've already done the first one. I did the first 50 names, so I wrote everyone's name into a, a rap song, and I performed it, and it's on YouTube, and, and you can see it. It is there for you to see, that so is, I will do it. I will follow through. I will uh, Just this. get your receipt and forward that it to crapkingdom at gmail.com. like David Sayers and fucking Stephen King would never do for you. Like, Stephen I don't King great. does crazy well, freestyle raps. I don't kidding? care how fucking awesome like Douglas well, Stephen Adams King and David Sedaris also have the luxury of previous blockbuster success, so they don't necessarily have to but yes take advantage of it because uh, that's amazing E.L. James would do that E.L. James yeah. would totally do yeah, that yeah she would just rub her nipples and <laughs> I was just, your name. why was I I was, try, I was trying <laughs> to go there you, all I had so far was nipples <laughs> rubber that book is such a pile of shit I, I haven't read, read it but it's, I, I uh, totally Fifty Shades of Grey is the worst book ever I've ever ever had to touch with my human ladies, hands ladies we, we, I haven't read it but ladies from what I hear you're a stupid idiot if you yeah, fucking I'm read, so like, sorry if you read it. it. I, I was in a Starbucks a few weeks ago and I was sort of looking over this lady's shoulder to see like, oh, what she's reading just because, you know, whatever. And it was, the author's name was um, E.L. James. And I was aware of Fifty Shades of Grey, but I don't think I knew the author's name. And so I was like, oh, E.L. James, that sounds like a very yes. august old British writer. Surely he has tweed patches on his <laughs> jacket. And then I looked and I was like, oh, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, well, fuck yeah. that. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, although I will, I have to, I, I have to say this just sort of on a like really lame, like, um, like business of books level. Uh-huh. Anytime a book is successful. It's a good thing. Like any t- yeah, any t- anymore, sure. anytime any people are like stoked about reading and going and getting another book. Yeah. Like 
people I, I'm, I'm thrilled about that like I, that book is probably terrible like I probably yeah. wouldn't like it uh, you know Twilight I haven't read but I've, I have friends that have read them and say they're like pretty not that good um, pretty not that but uh, well, you like how I'm like equivocating without really equivocating yeah. um, but anytime a, a, people get excited about reading and getting a book it's like that's pretty cool because also then th- those are like the equivalent for like movie studios um, of like having a blockbuster movie so then those and I think even more so than movie studios where you would think they would take the proceeds of a Dark Knight Rises and then put oh maybe we'll just make like we'll make a couple huge other movies that might make a bunch of money but let's make like 10 you know small cool movies and they don't really do that I mean well, they might Harry make Harry Potter it's like I mean that was yeah. legitimately a good totally a good series. totally but like publishing houses then take that money and they can yeah. fund like people's first novels yeah. first, which like, they I'm still do this, which they still do this, which is yeah. cool yeah exactly and they'll put out a bunch of other schlocky books that people that are sitting in a room in LA recording a podcast probably won't like <laughs> but yeah. then like that's fine because then that hopefully finances other people's books that might not you know be quite that popularly successful but well I mean originally when we were children that's the originally when, <laughs> when we were the original when children when we were the original yeah. children it started the opposite way which like James and the Giant Peach came out and then fucking Tim Burton was like I'm gonna make this new movie like mm. originally it was Matilda and then the movie came out but like I mean if it's the opposite and it still makes people read then what's then what? like, yeah. why is that a negative thing uh, yeah know. exactly it's a negative thing because I think any book that's like you should definitely fall in love with a man because he's wealthy oh I agree completely with you thing I'm it. not saying I'm not arguing for that movie that book because it's terrible yeah. well speaking of falling in love and crushes do you yeah. have any any internet crushes anyone that you're crushing on internet wise that you're like I stalk their Twitter I don't know them in real life but how I cool love is this person if I know we'd be best friends if we met in if life. only I could meet them in do you know uh, what I mean yeah no totally um. <laughs> I, could be, I could be on their podcast I feel like that I would um, I like George I like that you burped off mic but it was oh. not that was it off not? mic <laughs> no it's yeah. hilarious I was like oh she's oh sweet okay oh, awesome sorry. no I love it I'm, I tried to talk about it so that they would leave it in on purpose I appreciate yeah. that maybe it won't three two one we're back in so um, anyway so, um uh, what were we talking crushes. about? I really got into that burp. Um, internet <laughs> crushes. Who do I have an internet crush on? Um, I can I say really quickly please. while you think of that? DC's Twitter is. I really, really appreciate that you appreciate puns. And puns. when you get on a when you get on on like a pun streak, I'm in it. I'm not turning the light off. I'm not. I'm just waiting until you're done and right. you just run it out like and you run its course. Right. He get, he'll get on like a, a pun streak about like alternative titles for books that have to do with cheese or whatever. <sighs> he'll just get on that shit where or he'll new movie titles for things that are slightly tweaked and really punny. And you're like. Thank you for appreciating the I've pun. I've never met anyone who loves puns more than Ali. You know who life. loves puns? Fucking rappers. And, they do. And they're, they're, who's more badass than a goddamn rapper? Nobody. Nobody. They love it. Well, rappers are all just former theater kids, really. <gasps> they really are. Secretly? Sometimes. I think so. I think a lot of them, like, either they actually were like in in like Ludacris's case I'm like oh come on he must oh, have been oh my plays. god totally but, like, but also he's from like you know 10 years ago or whatever but like in, in terms of other rappers I'm kind of like you would have been you know what I mean yeah. like there's a certain amount of like exposition ex, ex, exposition there's a certain amount of exposition they, guys show don't tell please no, there's a certain <laughs> amount of exhibitionism that goes into that that I find like you have to have been that Kind of you a had to be an, an emotionally person. needy child at some point, Precisely. and that's why I love you. Found Precisely. their love and theater. Yeah. But what about you? Any crushes? Do you have any? Um, any I would say does it have, does it have to be a girl. Doesn't have to be no. Okay. No, 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 no. Rob Delaney. Everyone. Yeah. Loves yeah. How can you not love Rob Delaney? Yeah. I will say. Well, okay. Here's one. Here's one. Um, one of my very good friends is uh, Megan Amram. She and I got to work with her on this show really briefly that we were both on this like pilot, and she is just as amazing at writing like everything as she is at writing for Twitter because her jokes on Twitter are like amazing Great. perfectly structured sometimes it's wordplay sometimes it's whatever but it also has like a point of view it's concise uh, and fucked exactly, up exactly 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 um and she's just that good in everything she does. So like Megan Amram, you bet on you bet on Amram. She's someone that if I saw her in person, I would never recognize yeah. her because the photo she's fucking her avatar is so yeah, terrible. Totally, her totally. avatar is. is I'm in love with, with her, and I, I want to go have a drink with her. Like she just yeah. seems like the coolest girl. She's super cool. So I wait, you're working? Um, you're writing with her? You're working I with her? I did. I wrote on um, Anthony Jeselnik, the comic Anthony Jeselnik, yeah. did a pilot for Comedy Central that uh, uh, we wrote on, and a bunch of other comics as well, which was super duper fun. Can um, I just? say right now that I, I don't have a crush on Anthony. I don't think he's hot. No, no. I don't think Ellie? he's hilarious. I'm not, I don't sweat None. when I think about him. None at all. No. I, my, I, my heart rate is absolutely even she's, keel. So she's good. I don't even care about him. Who she's is he fine. again? 
I, I don't even know how to pronounce. I can, last I name. can tell that you're. I, don't even care. I can tell that you're not being ironic. Um, so I'll just tell you that he's every bit as cool in person. He Gross. is. A, he is a gentleman and a scholar in mm. person. He's very literary. Do you end up traveling? Travel a, lot? a bunch. Yeah. I mean, I haven't recently. I haven't been traveling a bunch, a bunch. But like, um, I mean, I'll do like stand-up shows in different places and 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 a lot of you know. So I, I, I travel a decent amount. I have a question. Say, Since please. you travel a lot. Do you ever encounter any ghosts? <gasps> yeah, what? ghost stories, ghost stories. Ghost stories, ghost stories. I haven't. I was trying to, you guys were like, we're going to talk about ghost stories. And I was trying to think if I have personally any ghost stories, but I was just in my high school and there is supposedly a ghost what? in my high school theater, which get this, my high school was built in the year of our Lord, 1990. And, um, <laughs> I didn't realize. Uh, I know. Um, and yet somehow there is a ghost in the theater already Doing because apparently, what? Um, I don't know, slamming doors and shit, whatever ghosts do. Um, he was like apparently a construction worker that was like working on the auditorium and he fell from the scaffolding and died. So he was drunk. And what's that? So he was, he was wasted. So the ghost is still wasted. Or he's like, he'll, I think in another eon, he'll be hung, nearly hung over. <laughs> the ghost is just trying to call his ex girlfriend. Hey, baby. Please. Let's talk about Kitchen Rain. Also, you never tell us your ghost story. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. So that was, I mean, sort of we had a ghost. I don't know if I really have a ghost story involving him. Just that like other people. People, a lot of people, uh, you know, sort of former alumni of uh, former alumni, current alumni, former students um, that ha- have like ghost stories about like being up in the theater part of the school by themselves late at night and then like, a, you know, a gust of wind and a door slams shut. But that's about the extent <gasps> that of it, would never happen with the science labs. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like it, theater kids. Yeah. Of course I saw, yeah, I saw him. I saw him. Am I crying? Why are they yeah, gay? I Why are they all gay? They're all That's gay. a woman, actually. That's a very, very theatrical woman. <laughs> Although I will say, I did know one of my first gay people in my life, not my first gay person, but one of my first gay people was this guy, this kid. Um, I'm just going to have to tell like a first, my first gay story Your instead of a ghost story. That's Go. slumber party. That's my fun. first, my first pure gay. <laughs> okay. And not pure, P-U-R-E, although he was very pure. Uh, pure. pure. My first pure, pure. gay. Pure. Um, pure gay. Was, uh, this kid named Jeremiah, who was a couple years ahead of me, and he was in theater, and he behaved for all the world, even though he, I was like 14, so he couldn't have been more than like 16 or 17, because I think he was a junior or senior. Like, he was a, like a gay playwright that had moved to New York for like one last hurrah before he died of AIDS. <laughs> he was him. just like, he was enveloped in like silk scarves and had like a long sort of like trench coat Good and for very, him. but it wasn't, he wasn't like, he was very like, he wasn't like, Fabulous, but he was just very like understated. He was stately. That's what he was. He was mm. stately. I he was like a, he's had like him. a Sunset Boulevard thing. Yeah, exactly. I would, I and I remember him, him saying the one thing that I remember him saying more than anything else he ever said was like he was talking to some girls that he was. I think in my memory doing makeup on all that. It's probably my memory being homophobic. Yeah, a little bit. He was homophobic. He was changing their tire. Exactly. Yes, yeah, exactly. He was changing their tire, spitting on his hands, uh, all that stuff. Um, uh, he was in the what was it called? The grunt bracket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was saying to these girls, he was like, you know, a lot of people don't remember. Marilyn was a big girl. She was a big girl. Oh, Talking about that. Marilyn Monroe. And I was like, that man, that is fucking gay. And it's great. You know yep. what I mean? Like, that is a gay. But I'm like, where does he? This is that's how you know that people are born gay. They're not nurtured. I'm like, where no. is he learning that? Well, where? The fact that where? Like, like none of us, none of us at that age are comfortable in being ourselves. No matter no matter how accepted right. we're allowed to be. You know, we're, we're like a little weird, but we're still straight and we're like, it's fine how you are. But like to fucking be that person who's like, that's, this is, I'm I'm fucking crazy and extravagant. And like, I never even really thought about that. It's so, when I knew him, because I didn't know what his day to day life was like. What? I mean, I'm sure it was difficult for him on, on certain levels, but it was like, but he was just, he was, he was fucking about it though. Like he was just him. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. I wonder what he's up to. I don't remember his last name. I wonder what he's up to. Jeremiah, if you're out there, look us up. You're awesome. I want to know. I bet his Ascot collection is, oh. is fabulous. His yeah. Ascot. He was really tan. Remember that? That's all I got. Like well, it was Arizona. Not... It was. That's true. I what was. You, tan what what are your all. choices in Arizona? <laughs> I was tan as shit. Really? Yeah, for sure. You just you duck under a book. I don't get tan though. I just get red. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So you just duck under a book. Duck under from a book. Whenever which I did you're from my entire first eighteen years of life. <laughs> but I have a question. Okay. Please. Donuts. Kitchen raid. Let's say. Right. Let's say you're going to raid the kitchen. Uh-huh. No one's around to see you, or maybe only like your best friends. You're at a slumber party. You're gonna you're gonna go for fucking broke, and you're gonna eat something just you're ashamed of, but you don't care. Yeah. What is it? Something in 
Like you're gonna peanut rate. butter. <gasps> Fuck you. Like what? Put it in peanut butter. Like, 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 like fucking like a get it like a Hershey's like a spoon. No, like not a spoon. I mean a spoon, but a spoon I'll do in front of people. Yep. <laughs> I'm talking about take a like a Hershey's like mini. Yep. Yeah. Open a jar of Skippies. I did that recently. Dip it in there. Oh, it's the best. It's it's the what, best. what more could you want? Have you ever taken a spoonful? And actually, I, I think I found this out about Megan Gantz. Um, hey, have you, Georgia, hey, just girl. brandished a I chocolate bar? I just took a whole chocolate bar. Right. Mexican style chocolate from uh, from Olive and Sinclair chocolate. It's from in Nashville. Nashville. We just brought that back. It's the best Nashville. chocolate you ever had. It's, it's good shit, man. Nice. Smell it. Cut it. Have I've your have your dealer look at it. Stick it in peanut butter. Um, have you ever taken a spoonful of peanut butter and put dipped it in chocolate chips and then just <sighs> nom 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 nom? No, but I will definitely now having heard that this. Is I yeah. will take a peanut butter spoonful and drizzle some honey on top of it. And just that's oh, that's the best. Yeah, I grew up on peanut butter and, and honey <sighs> more so than like getting getting toast and bread, putting the peanut butter on there, honey. and just like putting like a lake of honey on it. <laughs> just a lake. God we never it. did peanut butter spoonfuls in my like. Even though my mom was a stoner before I like knew what that was, right. and she'd be like, she'd eat an entire bag full of mint Milano's. Like, and I didn't realize that, that she was fucking high when she right. did that. Didn't she send you to the store when she oh, got she the munchies? Oh, she used to send us to fucking jaywalk across the street in front of the, like, and to get her Haagen-Dazs coffee, ice cream, or mint Milano's. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. If you had been killed, Maybe. that could have been a anti-drug commercial. Well, it would have been yeah. kind of funny, too. Also, yeah, which they are. Yeah. Uh, but I, even then, she didn't do spoonfuls of peanut butter. Really? No, I don't know why. So now I'm kind of like left, like, I don't know what to do. I just put Put you guys onto on this it. game. I feel like people are probably, some people out there are probably already uh, onto this game, but uh, my girlfriend put me onto it. Uh, yeah. Nutella, which I never even really explored. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh... Among many other things, this relationship has been good for my relationship with Nutella as one of my side relationships that I have besides my main relationship. Um, my relationship with Nutella is burgeoning. Uh, Nutella. I also am acting this out for Allie and Georgia. They, I, I didn't it. realize it I was doing it until great. I realized I was doing it. He's doing space um, work. I'm doing a ton of space work. I'm, wait, pinky out. This is another space work note. Yeah. Pink, pinky out. Uh, I don't do it, but um, yeah, lead with your wrists. Should and, like, you do pinky lead with out? Your, yeah. Okay. Um, so Nutella, uh, raspberries, put them in the freezer for like... <gasps> Not don't freeze them, but like get them like a little frozen, just so they're just a little frozen. Uh, you take them out, spoonful. You don't like raspberries? I, or is this no, killing I'm, you? No, it's just you're, killing you're me because okay. I want it. Uh, spoon out some Nutella, and we were watching the Olympics. We were doing this. I was on cloud nine, <laughs> and then you put you place the raspberries like like little jewels <gasps> on gasping. the Nutella spoon, and then just boom. Oh, great. Damn. Amazing. Because they're not too frozen because we've since done them. I've left the raspberries in there too long and then it's the next night. I'm like, this will work, right? It's not as good because they're a little too frozen. Mm. But they just, need to melt with your body temperature exactly, in your exactly. mouth. Oh my God. Can't be beat. To- Watching Michael Phelps, loving it. Like that, there's nothing better than like the melting of your mouth hole. Am I right, Ellie? Mm. Uh, I'm just going to say you yes. You should make a Valentine like that that then, Allie can buy on Etsy. Have you seen Kurt Braunhuller's uh, cards that he's doing? I haven't. Now? That sounds awesome. Though. I love Kurt. He's going into stores and he finds like stupid cards. Yeah. And he opens them and, and crosses out the inside and writes a new message inside. Tremendous. And then puts them back in. And they're like the funniest That's fucking awesome. things you've ever read in your Kurt life. Kurt Braunhuller, you guys. He's Look him up. Check he's him out. He's got a fucked Bunk. up. Weird. Check it out. Yeah, Bunk on IFC. He's got a weird last name. Yeah, that's one of my Find favorite. Him. He has his Tumblr devoted to these. That's awesome. So I have a question: yeah. If you had to, f- if you had to fuck that, would you fuck that? I would fuck Kurt Braunhaller's uh, greeting cards. Greeting cards. Because I, I fucking hate greeting cards so. My mom so just much. sent me a Passover greeting card to be like Happy New Year, and I'm and, and I like, meant like a pa- I think we we're gonna say passive aggressive. Yeah. I felt like that syllable <laughs> no. could have gone it, a lot uh, of places. I mean, it was because all she did was like love mom, and like that doesn't mean anything to me, mom. Like, tell me about like I remember once when you were five and you like did a, you did a choreographed dance. Like, tell me a fucking story. Don't it. write you know love mom. So yeah, fuck yeah. yes, Kurt Braunhuller's uh, cards. So would you say fuck that? Because you want to fuck those cards, and then yeah. fuck. I know where that you're going when you're talking about your cards that so have fuck shitty that. messages. I'd rather, yeah, fuck that shitty message cards. I'd rather you just write a nice card. All right, Janet, you're on notice. <laughs> Janet, Janet March. Yep. Let's see. So, all right, DC. Yes. Fuck that. That was a slightly yeah. British of you. Um, DC. DC. We Today have in the West Bank. Fuck, <laughs> um, we have a fuck that. Okay. And it's it means fuck something you want to right. Something you want to fuck that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my fuck that and my fuck that. Um, mm-hmm. I thought of them while we were talking. Uh, my, my, I want to fuck that is I, and now I had underappreciated it in its first form, mostly because I was too busy masturbating to it because I was in seventh grade. Why? That thing is, uh, the song Criminal by Fiona Apple. 
fuck you. Uh, going to see Fiona Apple tomorrow night with my Allie's girlfriend. Going Very to. exciting. We'll see you there. Are you going into the bowl? I'm going on Friday to the Greek. Oh, we're going to the Greek. I'm going there too, motherfucker. Sweet. I will see you there, and I'll be. I mean, when I said tomorrow night, I meant two nights from now. That's what you mean. That's so I'm not. Gorgeous I've song. never really been a Fiona Apple fan. I, know, I just never gotten into her. Oh. Um, and my girlfriend's a huge fan. She's like, we're going to see Fiona Apple. I was like, cool. So she made me a, a Fiona Apple mix. Nice. We also listen on the way back from the high school hall of fame. We also listened to the new Fiona Apple album, oh. which is great. It's great. Who's Shamefully delayed for two Thank years. Her, her name's Haley Hepworth. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, and uh, she's in an improv group called Gaffney that people should go see. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying it in such a weird. I'm doing yeah. a lot of weird uh, inflections <laughs> that I would never normally do. Um, I think it has something to do with this pen that I'm holding. How'd you guys see. meet? Um, we met. We I used to forever ago. We went to the same college. We went to NYU. She was a uh, few years behind me, so I used to co- after I graduated, I coached her improv group. Um, but we weren't really like we didn't really know each other. I mean, we knew each other to say hi to, and then we sort of like met, met by which I mean kissed yeah. at a comedy festival in upstate New York. Um, and then we sort of like we weren't really long distance, but we'd sort of like you know see each other whenever when we were in each other. Yeah. yeah, exactly in each other's cities. Um, and then she moved out here like a year ago and we started dating and I we will it. celebrate our first anniversary on the 25th of this Aww. month um yay so this is the longest oh, relationship that i've been in in a really long time and it's great That's uh yeah exactly it's like the nutella of um uh, emotional so f- uh, ways to relate to one another fuck um, that. what do you hate so much about i hate that. but really quickly fiona apple criminal underrated uh pop single i was listening to it in the car tonight on the mix i was like this is just one of the best songs that's ever been like it's popular gorgeous. it's just a, a really amazing song it's got a really awesome straddling it's a perfect like but smart straddling the line of being like i feel really bad about this thing i've done but also like but i'm kind of sexy too yeah. you know what i mean like but i was like knew that's that great, about me right exa- yeah exactly so which a lot of people attempt to do it is a it is a theme an, or an accord that has been attempted to be hit in pop music a lot before and since but i don't think it's ever been done quite so well my my, my fuck that is the word amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. The no, word amazing is it. sort of a thing that I'm on a tear about Fucking right now. I think that the word, because the word, when it's like, oh, it's because I, it sort of really was crystallized for me when uh, my girlfriend and I were at brunch and we over, we always overhear, as most people do, I think you overhear like the worst, yeah. awfulest conversations worst. at brunch. The but worst. then again, you're at brunch, so you're sort of asking for you're it. You're an asshole. Um, exactly. It's sort of like you're, it's, it's par for the course. Um, but I overheard these two people uh, and the the one woman was like, oh my God, how was Barcelona? And then before she could even respond in my head, I know that I'm going to hear, it was amazing. <laughs> like in that exact uh, tone of voice. And that's exactly what it was. Oh my God, how was Barcelona? It was amazing. amazing. And like, it's just such an uh, overused, terrible now word that has been rendered completely that's meaningless. Fair. I'm into stupendous now. Sure. I fuck with tremendous, tremendous, magnificent. I love marvelous is my new favorite. Wonderful's there are great. other words out there. Wonderful is wonderful is great. Wonderful is great. Well, spectacular is great. There's so many other words we can use, but amazing for whatever reason we have just made our fucked all. I have a theory about that. I have a theory about please, that. Please, please, amazing please. is our generation's groovy. And it will oh, you're look. totally right. It's, you think it's going to be like our um, sort of like along with like big bell bottoms and yep. like big uh, big froze. Like it's it be is like our, a cultural marker. It's going to be a jean patch that says like amazing, uh, like a fucking rock and roll. It is like in terms of like it's our linguistic shame. Like right. that's but what. But Allie also hates yummy. Yummy can. Fuck Yummy's itself. terrible. Yeah, yummy exactly. Can fuck itself. Here's my fuck that. You know what? Please. No offense. Fuck beer. Beer can. I fuck it. <gasps> Allie, fuck that. I'm, trying so I'm not hard. into Why? beer. Why? It's bitter. I don't like it. You like bitter stuff it though. makes you br- I know but I don't like it doesn't have a com- I don't know it doesn't have a complexity I really like I just I try to like beer and I fucking fuck that beer uh, now, can fuck now, itself now up I, its I will say as somebody that likes the likes beer and like beer culture to a certain degree it does have one of those annoying cultures that if you don't like the thing that the culture is about yeah. you will hate it even more yep. because beer culture could be can be so coffee's the same way wine is the same yeah. way fucking cigars could be don't the same t- way it's in the like don't 90s. tell me to like beer nobody tell I, I've tried to like beer and I, we just don't get along I also don't understand who's all these people that are out here trying to get everyone to like everything that they I like don't, don't you like it when people don't like the things that you like because then you're the only one that likes them it's neat 
I want just a small percentage of people to like the exact same thing I like, well, but people, not too many of you. When people and I don't, don't know like the thing you like, that makes it seem like like you're not legitimate, though. Like, See, but that's nonsense. I agree, but that's it's like proselytizing. About it is it like it, you don't like this? Oh, that makes me not cool. Now like, I have been told by people smarter than I that it is called that is called network effects, hmm. and they are the result of social networking in large hmm. part because it's what makes Fifty Shades of Grey popular. Yeah. You see it enough on your little on your Facebook and your Twitter, and people being like, uh, "Just reading Fifty Shades of Grey and no big deal," or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, oh, I'm so guilty, but I'm reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, whatever. Oh, um, and because enough people do it, you go, excuse me, I just burped. Huh? <laughs> uh, one of the, you go like, what is that? I got to check it out. And you do. And then it makes it so that the things that are popular are really, really, really popular. Yeah. And the things that it's aren't accelerated popular, pop culture. They don't become, exactly. And it makes it more, as he put it, as the guy, smarter guy than me that was telling me about it was telling me, he was like, it's what makes it monolithic. It's mm-hmm. what makes pop culture even more like boring and homogenous than it's ever been, even though ostensibly because we all have access to all of the culture in the world. Is that why? All the time though, at our fingertips. Have access to all of it? I think that's part of it, but I think it's also because of the way that opinion now is shared and has yeah. to be weirdly more like yeah. fake democratic. Like the way I refer to it is like basically, I don't know, and this isn't really true. There are some things that I have found because of the internet. That uh, tons of things that I never would have found if it weren't for the internet. Um, but it's it, it's a forest disguised as trees. It's like all these uh-huh. people that are claiming to be individuals that are all retumbling the same five. Well, things. I guess that's the point is that the stuff that you you find that no one else has found. Like when we were younger, those things were not able to be found unless you tried really fucking hard. Totally. So like there was like you know thirteen channels, and those were the things that right. you you were interested in: Cosby Show or The Simpsons or Married with Children or like Ramona. those fucking things. Ramona, like or Dark and like those were the only fucking things that you were interested in because there was nothing fucking else unless you tried really hard or you lived in a cool city that like had access to those things. Libraries, Is there? Yeah. Libraries. Like there was just like it was really difficult to find the things but there was something in you that didn't want the, the normal things that everyone else right. had. And unrelated but do you think that there is a female cover band that covers only Ramon's songs and dresses like Ramona Quimby. God, I wish. Called the Ramonas. I'm, I'm, I'm having an orgasm. Right? Um, and if, if so, one of my best will friends, you guys be the ones to start it? Yes. One of my best friends Jesus. is a uh, roller derby girl named Judy Gloom. That's awesome. And she's a librarian. That's great. Oh, that's amazing. In real life? Yes. Adorable. That's fantastic. Megan, she's great. Megan, great job. Big ups, Megan. I'm trying to think so hard of a pun around age eight, <laughs> like eight, like A T E. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Mm, I'm gonna work Ramona on Quimby, it. age eight. I'm trying to think of just like Ramones. I don't know enough Judy Bloom. I, I don't think. Yeah, work on it. Are you there, God? It's me, Gaba. Oh, jeepers! Are you there, Gaba? Hey, um, it's I don't know. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll get back to you, you guys. Get back to us. We'll see it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. can I say the thing I want to fuck? By the way, yeah, please. Um, number one, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more about Fiona Apple. She is an unsung hero, and her lyrics are genius. And she's a wordsmith. Can I tell you guys my theory? I've been meaning to to, yeah. to author a blog post about this, but I haven't yet because I'm too lazy. Um, I believe that Fiona Apple is the white Lauren Hill. Hear me out. Okay. Now, uh, rappers and R&B singers and people uh, fetishize, I believe rightly somewhat, although I I don't have as much of a familiarity with her catalog as I should, uh, Lauryn Hill, because the perception is that if Lauryn Hill had not, I guess we can all agree, gone crazy and and went away, that she would have been this beacon for sort of positivity and for forward thinkingness and for being a smart, self-possessed woman who can also be in hip hop and and sing and be awesome and and, and just be all those things. And that the horse, the, the horse the horse as well. The course of hip-hop history would have changed had mm-hmm. she been around. Mm-hmm. I believe that because I think Fiona Apple has been somewhat... You know, she's released like four records in mm-hmm. her entire career, right? Um, yep. If she had been more present, especially in the like 2000s, a lot of these motherfucking fakers and lames that you see on Pitchfork would not be able yeah. to fucking push their little look, I have bangs, therefore I'm like smart somehow. But you bullshit can't. when they're really just writing songs about I'm on weed and I'm in bed. But yeah. the fact is they did those things because because Lauren Hill was fucking bananas and couldn't deal with her shit and because fucking Fiona Apple was anorexic and bulimic and couldn't fucking handle it. She was it. a rape like, victim. Those like, are, I know, but those are not things you can be like, well, if this hadn't happened, these would have happened. Like she should have dealt with those things. No, of course she should have. I'm not, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have had the career that she's had. I don't either. I'm just saying that a lot of these suckers and fakers and lames should be happy that Fiona Apple hasn't really been around that much mm. in the past, you know, 15 years. Yeah, show them because nice. if they had, because she would have shown them for the the sort of facile creatures that they are. Yeah, wouldn't she's it have been nice to those people she's real who deal. have had been raped and have had anorexia to like show them that like you can still do this? She is though. Why, but she why is. does she have to be a role model for like, why is the onus on her to be 
not only like a really good songwriter and performer, but also you have to be a role model to everyone. Can't you just be like, fuck you, I can't deal with it. It's have, not. Have a million people stare at you all at the once. I agree. And like pick apart your body and I like agree. fuck you and deal with it. I, I totally kind of agree. am like, if she wants to, if she wants to get reclusive on us, I'm yeah. like, she's like a forest creature. I'm like, you do what you need to yeah. do. I'm just going to appreciate the gifts that you give us. Did you hear that when she was on WTF with Mark Marin? And oh. she, it's really good. You should yeah. check it out. Did you hear when she was like, yeah, she you said, said something about at the very beginning about her being a girl and she was like, thank you. And he was like, why? And she's like, because for some reason I'm always in relationships and these guys are like, they've said independently of anyone else, they've yep. said to me like, you're not like a girl. You're like a weird oh, creature. You're a creature. People call her like independent. Yeah. Like, like, like without conferring each with each other, other one presumes. She's like, and she kind of is, but, um, but I like her new album. It's experimental. I know all her catalog too well yeah. it's she, i've always 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 revered her but so i am gonna see her when she's in concert here although i bought a ticket for a guy who i'm no longer dating so i don't know what i'm gonna do about that <laughs> so um contest yikes um hey so call uh, 1-800 ward oh shit but um but my love so much that i would fuck it is i recently have been hiking without headphones because i always just put on music and then i hike and boop 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 boop, boop and every song that comes on it's like oh this Beyonce track reminds me of this thing that happened or this person or whatever um, like my running playlist but I've been hiking quiet and it's the jam I love it you hear all these birds people say hi to you on the trail and you have nothing but your own dumb thoughts for an hour and it's the best now this is an Boom. interesting thing to talk about on a podcast because someone is no yeah. doubt listening. That's like Shit. being on like Walter Cronkite signing off being like never turn on your TV again <laughs> I know. But but I agree with you and I, cause I got into a place, especially when I just moved to LA and I was like lonely as fuck and super depressed. I got into like WTF and like the best show and these other podcasts that I now love deeply and are like huge, huge, huge parts of my life and have been ever since I discovered them. But I found myself, especially when I was like real alone and real depressed, like just not even being able to get, this is sad. This is real fucking sad. Okay. Not even being able to get out of like bed, really. Oh. Or not being motivated to get out of bed. If I was like, but first let me put in the old podcast, then I can move across the room. It's like your friends. Then I'm, like I had a tweet. I had to repeat a tweet of mine fucking on a podcast. Wow, 2012 <laughs> is that. I'm going to go jump off a future bridge. But I had a tweet that was like, um, it was something along the lines of like podcasts exist so that or like podcasts are premised upon the idea that it won't be depressing to be alone and pour a can of soup into a fucking <gasps> pan if you're listening to two guys talk about comedy. Yeah, my house um, would not be clean unless there. Yeah, were podcasts and podcasts are great. I fucking I love podcasts; are amazing. But I, I totally concur with you. Like I definitely had that in New York when I used to walk a lot, and I realized like, oh, if I just walk and I don't listen to music because it's hard to be in your car and not listen to anything yeah although i, I sometimes it's kind of cool yeah you know what i mean sometimes if you're just like driving you're not that. listening to anything it's like it's kind of it's kind of the jam weird i listen to quiet a lot and uh if like stuff you missed in history didn't exist i would not <laughs> i would my house would be a fucking mess no podcasts are amazing yeah. music but it's like sometimes it's just nice to, like take off your headphones and mm. just just like, listen to your own and it sounds think. lame but you really do think of things that you would not have thought of otherwise it's because true. you're because i because like i can't listen to music when i write because I think of it as, especially music with words, because uh -huh. I think it's going in the same hole mentally that yeah. the words are supposed to be coming out of. And so you think things that you would never think if you're just like, just not listening to, uh, damn. you gotta chill down. Sometimes you do have to chill Sometimes down. Sometimes you gotta chill down. Well, that's what I, that's another thing I guess I learned this week. Um, really quick, what do you wanna, as long as we're slumber partying, what do you wanna be when you grow up? Do you think? Because um, we're all tiny babies. Yeah, I know. We're all big, hairy babies. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, 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 I don't know. It's so interesting because, like, you're really encouraged, I guess, if you're in the entertainment industry, and I'm sure you guys have encountered this as well, to, like, really go, like, I want to be that person. Yeah. You're, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, when you describe yourself to, like, agents or managers or whatever who are going to go out and kind of try to make your career happen, you're supposed to... It's, it goes the easiest, I think, if you're able to say, like, I want to be X. I'm the new him. Mm -hmm. So David uh, Wayne is your... So David Wayne, yeah, exactly. He was great. I like David Wayne. But like, there are very few people whose careers that I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. Um, I look at somebody like Neil Gaiman and I think he has a really cool life. Um, and I have tremendous amount of respect for him. And I definitely like, cause he just gets to sort of be, he is an author and his books sell a lot, but he, his public persona is like, to, to the point of pretension sometimes, but I, I dig it is like, 
public storyteller. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty neat. He's an orator. Exactly. And like, or something like, I hate to be like, oh, I want to be Mark Twain. But like, that guy would just go and just talk. He would do readings. And they would mm-hmm. sell out because it was super popular. Or I look at somebody like John Hodgman, and I think he's a more modern edition of like somebody who has a really yeah. cool career writing, being just him. And he gets to do that for, for a living. So I liked, I don't know, like, I can't, if I could do nothing else, I would just go away and just write. And that's my biggest fantasy is just like not doing any of the stuff, not going on, com- you know, Nokia commercial auditions, but just like just <laughs> sitting in, in a room in, in a, in a woods. In, 19- in a woods. 1992. In 1992. Exactly. Yeah, and being in mud, honey. Uh, uh, let's freeze his underwear. Okay. We're going to draw dicks on your face. I, uh, go to sleep. Uh, We're okay. going to do Good that. Night. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where can DC, we stalk this you? Has been amazing. While you sleep, yeah, uh, amazing. You can stalk me at um, DC Pearson. I should say dcpearson.com, but really dcpearson.tumblr.com because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. dcpearson.com I have to transfer over to them. dcpearson.tumblr.com will get you where you need to yeah, go. Got it. Uh, Twitter.com/slash dcpearson. And um, when is this coming out? I don't know. Okay, cool. We'll look, um, up, uh, look up Derek. Oh yeah, and also come see Magic Bag at the Little Modern Theater every Saturday. Or every, I'm sorry, every Sunday night at 8 p.m. We always have great, amazing stand-up comedians, and myself and Eliza Skinner host it. We also do stand-up ourselves the show, and it's free, so you can just come and get in. And then when is Shitty Jobs? Shitty Jobs. Shitty Jobs is the same night, but it's every Sunday at 11. So you do two shows a night. I do. Jesus. It's great. Oh, it's awesome. I You're love it. You're a maniac. Yeah, Magic Bag used to be on Saturday nights, but I wanted to move it to Sunday night because I liked having like a night where I could like. Your do Mondays things. must be rough. Mondays. They are pretty Mondays. rough. Actually, but it's kind of it's all yeah, right. I get you know, it. Mondays are I just always like, rough. Like I cite the case of Garfield versus America. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying a whole bunch of lasagna. I feel like Sundays are all about low carb monster energy drinks, and Mondays are all about lasagna and naps. Yeah. Is that true? Um, no, I wish Mondays were about lasagna and naps. It's all about getting getting out there and getting it, getting that work done, getting it in. Well, we're gonna watch your career like stalkers. Yeah. Please do, yeah. as always. Um, pick up his book, stalk the shit out of him. Seriously, read his book. It's fucking it's great. great. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And not only because I just was I knew you on a on a vaguely social basis, <laughs> but um, this has been Allie and Georgia with Slumber Party. We want to thank our guest DC Pearson for being in the Pillow Fort. Thank you, DC Pearson. Thanks We've, for having me, guys. It was very fun. You know what's funny is he doesn't know that I took his bra and I hid it in the in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh yep, my god. He has no idea. I see a, a dick drawing and Sharpie on his face and he doesn't know it yet. Hey. hey. His parents are going to pick him up in a minute. Ha. Thanks, DC. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good night. Nighty night. Fairlawyer.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective hosted by castmates.fm. Host your own podcast at castmates.fm today. All of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support your favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Visit fairlawyer.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This outro features the music of the fancy. We are the fancy. Don't it.